Hi everybody, since we're doing the Shape of Water today, I thought I'd have my old pal Guillermo del Toro come in. How's it going, Guillermo? Good, thank you so much for having me. Of course, uh, I can't believe you fit it in, your busy schedule, it's unbelievable. Very busy, very busy. We're working on a, a sequel to Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, what's that called? It is called The Taste of Water. The Taste of Water? Yes. Don't you think that's a little... Similar to the shape of water, you're kind of piggybacking there on your We're own. We're creating a Del Toro cinematic universe. Oh, yes. Okay, well, who am I to question your success? I mean, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, I have a question about the movie. Uh-huh. You you showed the, the fish man, the asset. Yes. Uh, but he had kind of like the Ken doll smooth genitalia area. Yes, he did. And so, w- did you think about showing the actual penis? We tried. What happened? What do you it, mean? Too expensive to make. Too expensive to make just the penis part? Yes. You see, in my world, the penis of the the fish creature, uh, you know how when you let go of a hose when it's on, it spins around recklessly? Yeah, sure. Uh, that was my vision for the fish creature's penis, and we were not able to do that convincingly. Okay, so let me get this straight. The penis would come out and then spew out? Just like spin around, like like back and forth, up and down, like an uncontrollable force that he had no power over, but was completely prehensile. Okay, and did you, did you mess around with making the creature anything else, or was it always going to be a fish thing that this lady had sex with? No, we, we tried like a coral creature. We tried a sea anemone, where she would just uh, touch it and it would close up immediately. Mm-hmm. We, we tried a collection of plastic that had been thrown into the ocean and had become a sentient god in South America. Okay. Why didn't you go with that? That sounds fun. That sounds good. We just thought that uh, at the time that the movie took place, there would not have yet been enough plastic in the ocean for this to happen. Yeah, it makes sense scientifically. Yeah. yeah. And one last question. What do you do with your Oscars? Oh, I I bury them in my backyard. Why? So that that nobody steals them. Oh, that's actually, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. That's smart. Thank you. Okay, you want to get, you want to hang out? You want to get out of here? Yeah, absolutely. If you wouldn't mind uh, unlocking these handcuffs, I would be happy to hang out with you. Why are you, what are you talking about, handcuffs? Why are you? I, I assumed that I was supposed to put these on when they were laid in front of me. Who put that there? They were here when I came in. These aren't yours? No. Do you have the key? No, I've never, I I don't think we're going to have time to hang out. We have to solve this. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, 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 bad science. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bad Science. I am your host, Ethan Edinburgh. And today we're talking about the four-time Oscar-winning film, The Shape of Water. Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. Uh, I have wonderful guests here today. I'm very excited. Of course, we have one of Comedy Central's 2018 Up Next comics to watch. She has a new album called I'm Not Well, which is out right now. And you cheated in biology, you yeah, were just saying? big time. Big Great. Time, yeah. It's Steph Tolev. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, hey, Steph. this is fun. Much appreciated. Already fun? I'm already excited. Oh, wow. I, I, I don't get to be surrounded by smart women, so this is very fun. <laughs> yes, that is usually, usually the dumb, best dumb part. dumb, dumb comics, so this is nice. Yeah, like me. And they're so, women, so this is great. <laughs> no, it's going to be fantastic, and I know this by experience, because we've had Misty Peg Tran on the program before. She's an assistant professor of marine biology at Cal State Fullerton. How's it going, Misty? It's going. Now I just feel really pressured to try to be smart here today. No pressure. <laughs> oh. I just be you, and I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Uh, uh, listeners 
colors my memory from the Finding Nemo episode, which is all all time one of my favorites. It was so fun. We learned so much in that episode. And this episode, uh, you you've brought a friend here with you today. Who it's our first time meeting her. Uh, she is a reproductive physiologist at Cal State Fullerton, Christy Forsgren. Hi, thank you for having me today. Absolutely, Christy. How are you? Very good, thanks. I'm very excited to talk about the movie and our creature's genitalia today. Yeah, wow. yeah. Misty uh, told me in an email that you are a fish sex expert. Is that correct? I study fish genitalia, yes. If you want to call that an expert, okay. There's probably a small <laughs> handful of us in the world, but one. yes, one. Wow. I, we in my lab, we study fish penises. Fish penises. Yes. So do so, people ever send you like a fish dick pic instead of like a regular um, dick pic? Because that's that would be I, fun. I, I kind of want one. I get yeah. a lot of texts of a variety of things. And as long as it's not human oriented, I think that's okay. Mm. Um, oh, wow. But yes, and I'm very excited. So recently there was a lab on our campus and they had a self-fertilizing urchin. So they had a sea urchin, you know, purple spiky urchin. And uh, they were doing an experiment and it produced both eggs and sperm. And usually they're dioecious. So male and female are separate sexes. And everybody in the department who was teaching this class was texting me and my phone exploded you'll never believe what's happening right now so I love it that people think of me when they think of reproduction and yeah. gonads wow. so, yeah, well now yeah. we will it's fantastic yeah I can't and, wait. and what was that word you used to describe when it's when it has both uh, both sexes dioecious. dioecious so if it's dioecious you have sex separate sexes okay. so humans male and female oh so we are dioecious. we are dioecious. Okay. so something that's monoecious would be a hermaphrodite mm. one that has both the ovary and the Testes. Which, if I'm not mistaken, there's a lot of marine biology. There's a lot of marine creatures that are uh, hermaphrodites. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, including fishes. Including fishes. Oh, yeah. so, not right all, now but that some. I have in high school. <laughs> I've just learned more than the four or works. five years I've been in school. We'll teach you the most exciting parts <laughs> oh, of biology wow. today. <laughs> I already love male genitalia. I can't wait to learn about fish genitalia. Yeah, this is really getting me going. So you you just said that fish, like like they're all hermaphrodites. No, no, no. Oh, only oh. some of them. Oh, okay, okay. That's Very why I was confused. Very special fish are hermaphrodites, right? Okay, okay, gotcha. And fish, just to be clear, because it feels like a huge umbrella term to me like there's all different kinds of things that could be considered fish or yeah. are considered fish right yeah. so what could you just like break that down because I think we're going to say fish a lot on the podcast what are we talking about so that's actually like the hardest thing to define because even when I like I teach ichthyology which is study of fishes yeah and I make them try to define it and there's no good definition of a fish right wow. because every time you come up with a definition something breaks that mm. so it's like they mostly live in water, but not always, because there are some fish that come out of the water. Ooh. They mostly breathe by their gills, but there are some fish that breathe air. And so oh, there's wow. actually a fish that can like like functionally drown if it doesn't have access to an air. Okay. So um, what can we just? What are these? Uh, <laughs> it's a lung anomaly fish. fishes. Yeah, it's called a lungfish, and okay. so it lives in Africa, and there's there's um, an Australian version and a South American version. Okay. And basically, it has. It's called a lungfish because it, it has what's called a, a swim bladder, but yeah. it fills with air. And so they gulp air. Okay. And then um, when it dries out, the fish actually creates like a little mucus bubble all around it. Whoa. And it goes to sleep until the rains come back. So like half the year or like more. Like hibernates in yeah, its own mucus? Yeah, in its own mucus bubble. Oh, my God. And it's like 
Yeah, and so if you if you put it in a tank and you don't give it the top where the where there's air, yeah, it will die. It'll it, drown. It'll drown. Yeah, fish kind of gross me out. I feel like that's that's kind of disgusting. Let's unpack that. I don't know why I do fish well, gross. Well, that's kind of. I always get. I like. I go to my parents' cottage and like every time I look under the water and look at the fish, they just they gross me out. And that's like a reason. That's, <laughs> that's disgusting. Because it's like gross slimy things. or they're slimy the, and they're okay. just there's the gills and the eyes. I, eyes gross me out. And then the blinking with that <laughs> clear layer that they have or whatever yeah. eyelid they have. It's a lot of gross things. But most on. fish don't do that. Yeah. So that's, that's just actually stay open a all shark time. thing. Yeah. That that nictitating. Really? It's called a nictitating membrane. And nictitating it's like the, membrane. Like the third eyelid, right? Okay. But, so no, but they almost don't blink. no fish have that. I mean, there there are a few. That's more of like an amphibian and lizard and bird. And oh. actually, like, your cat has a third eyelid. And Ew. dogs Just have mine. a third eyelid. <laughs> Just yours. No other cat. <laughs> That's crazy. I This is not really scientific at all, but I kind of have the opposite approach to eyes. The opposite like reaction. I love when, I, when I'm when i learning about the eye or seeing, like looking into somebody's eyes, mm. not to like freak you guys out here. Yeah, that's but, like, it's just I find it. <laughs> I find it so fascinating. And that's what makes me more than anything like appreciate like human life and just that we're all here and through able the eyes. to. Yeah, it's just, it's, in, it's such an insane thing to me, the yeah. way that it works and the way that it looks. And I don't know, it just totally overwhelms me with uh, with joy or or just like <laughs> revelation. You know, I can't believe that it's actually happening. What I, I, I love it. <laughs> I'll send you some eye pics later. Yeah. Um, so I love that we jumped right into the science, obviously, because I'm very curious and that's what I want to get to. But let's not ignore the film for a second. I want to talk to you guys about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's critically acclaimed. Everybody loved this film. I was personally skeptical as hell going into the movie. I saw it like maybe about a year ago for the first time. And just I was thinking, how could the, everyone loves this? Like the trailer it looked good, but it didn't look like, you know, uh, Citizen Kane or whatever. Uh, ended up loving the movie. Thought it was fantastic. Really? Did not. I I totally hit me sideways. Obviously, as we were texting about Steph, there was like a few things where when it got into fish sex, I was like, what? How would this is part of the movie? Why would they hit this straight on? Yeah. But I did appreciate how they did it because most movies won't do it. They'll just ignore, you know, if Beauty and the Beast, for example, which I think was like partially inspired this film, like the old one from the 60s, or any of those like creature love story type films. They won't talk about that. They won't talk about the anatomy and so I'm sure you guys really appreciated that mm-hmm. as scientists uh, but for us more as the audience we're like what? Why describe that? Why go mm-hmm. into it? It makes it like so weird but that is like a natural question that all of us would have Steph if you're dating a fish guy one of the first things I'm going to ask mean, you is like how's that work? What's going on in there? You know? I mean it might be easier than dating regular men in the city so I think I'm just going <laughs> to hang out with the ocean for now on uh, a lot less arguing. I, found the, I found the movie disturbing Okay. To be honest, I, I, was the this whole, the first time you were seeing it? First time I've seen it, and okay. I thought people were joking when they were tweeting about how they had sex. I was like, oh, this is a funny gag. Everyone's, what a funny tweet everyone's saying. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is real. They had fish sex, however the hell it worked. And I also, it was just, I don't know. The movie was too much for me. It kind of grossed me out. And the fingers, when they were like, oh. that whole thing grossed me out. And that guy was kind of gross. And like, a lot of guns and the bullets. It was too much. It was more gory than I thought it was going to be. And Oh, wow. Interesting. It was, I was, I don't know. Didn't do it for you. It didn't do it for me. And okay. the sex thing really just, I couldn't get over it. <laughs> I couldn't get past it. I really couldn't get past it. It was really disturbing to me. And she can hold her breath for a long time. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot sure, going on. Sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of magic you have to like. Yeah, I don't know. I get little. it. Whatever. And then she's living in the water at the end. I don't get it. It's too much for me. Okay, Misty Christie, who yes. I think will, after this, have your own uh, film review podcast show. Right. Uh, Misty Christie, <laughs> talk <laughs> movies or something. Uh, what did you guys think of the film? I loved it. Um, 
when I saw the advertisements, I was the first, at first also kind of leery because I was like, oh, this is about the ocean and an ocean creature. And those always kind of get me wrong with the science. But my husband saw it, said, I think you'll really like this. And I loved it. I wasn't put off by the fish sex. There are well, definitely you clearly, questions. Yeah, 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 that seems like something you enjoy. Well, <laughs> well if you're learning about it. I don't mean like, you know, personally, but. Yeah, not I don't you have like, any personal if you do, no experience. Judgment. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to bring any personal experience into this at all. Yes. Got it. Um, one thing in the movie that I thought was really interesting is um, the general, the evil guy with the nasty fingers. I was equally as disturbed by his hand, by mm-hmm. the way. I could, I was I fixated on yeah. I, I had to always look away when he had those nasty yeah. black fingers on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the beginning when they were talking with the creature and the scientist... Hofstetter, mm-hmm. he um, obviously was interested in it in a scientific way, and the generals like, like all scientists, they passionately fall for their creatures that they study. And I was like, I can honestly say I've never had any passion towards anything that I've studied. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting, but I did love the film. I Great. thought it was fantastic. Okay. I, Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Okay, one and one here so far. Okay, I've totally fallen for like everything I've ever studied. I have like orphish heads in my freezer. I love them. Whoa. I have but piranhas in, in the lab right now. I hope. Not in the like I want to love you. Yeah. You know, that, you don't talk like to them east, or like. Oh, I do talk to okay, them. I name go. them. Okay. But for me, okay, so when you told me <laughs> Shape of Water is what we were doing, I yeah. hadn't seen it. Oh. And when I started watching, yeah, I was like, okay, fish porn, I know that part. Right, but right. Like nothing else. And when I started watching it, I, like it took me back to the '80s with Splash. Do you remember that yeah, movie yeah, with like Splash. Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah, and she was a mermaid? Mm-hmm. And the whole oh. the whole point of it was like, you know, she came out of water to visit him, and then and then the whole like end of the movie, they had to save her from the research scientist and right. like get her back in the water. I was like, oh my god, it's Splash with porn, right? <laughs> like fish porn. And so, um, yeah, I was like way into it at okay. that point. I was like, get him out. But then I had real issues with like. You know, the scientist made such a big deal that he was had to be in one to three parts per thousand salinity, right? And so oh, she right. had to do the salt and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then she was going to release it at the docks, which is way high salinity. And I was like, oh, she's going to kill him. She's going to kill him. And so I, this was like... So you're I coming had, at it from a whole different angle. I yeah, had news yeah. about it. And so I watched it on Saturday. And all Saturday night, I couldn't sleep because Whoa. I was like... She killed the fish man. She killed Didn't the fish man. He, she put him in the wrong salinity. Like he's a, he's a freshwater fish man, and he's going into the salt water. And like, how is he going to survive? That's and so, so funny. yeah, I would like. Yeah, I legit did not sleep that night. I was Damn. more focused on the fact that the fish man had so many abs. And no penis. When oh, he was, he was ripped right. up. Right, he was like twelve yeah. packs. He was yeah, really yeah. jacked up. Well, they and then were he had saying, a bunch of eyes. That's what yeah. threw me off. He had yeah. like three eyes blinking. Yeah, yeah. They they were saying when they were like designing him that they wanted it to be like you know aesthetically pleasing. Like they wanted him to be a handsome. Uh, sexualized fish man mm-hmm. so that like mm-hmm. oh I can see how she's like kind of falling for him. Nothing turns yeah. me on more than a, a man eating a cat's head and, <laughs> yeah, then, right, um, right. Yeah, and then yeah that's that's what I go for just yeah, bloody yeah. I try to yeah. do that on first dates yeah. as much as I can. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh do you have Get a cat? Get them interested. <laughs> Get them, give a cat and come over and pet it for a bit. Um, um, okay great well I'm glad you guys <laughs> dug it and I'm actually kind of glad you didn't so that we can have like you know some drama here on the podcast. Yeah I had nightmares last night it was not good. No. Okay so <laughs> I good. forced multiple people not to sleep. Yeah. That's awesome. For different reasons. Well actually 
actually Guillermo del Toro forced it. I didn't do anything. It's I'm all his innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a few like trivia facts about the film. So it's the first sci-fi film to win Best Picture, which I thought was very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't really happened before. Uh, the so Guillermo del Toro first met Sally Hawkins, who plays the lead character, which I don't remember her name. Eliza. 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 Thank you. Uh, so they first met at the 2014 Golden Globes, and he pitched her the film while he was drunk. So I just thought that was like a really funny scenario to imagine where he's trying to describe how she's going to fall in love with this fish guy and he's wasted. And then it actually like worked like she was interested in it. I wonder so. if that was better that he was drunk. She's like, OK, maybe I can see when this goes into production, it might be tamed down a little yeah. bit. And I wonder if he's like, so first scene, you're going to be naked and masturbate in the water. Right. Are you cool with that? Like that was just it was just so much off the top. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm a pervert. I'm not going to say I'm not like, look, we all enjoy masturbating. But I'm like, this is and in the water. I don't know. It was a lot for me. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. Again, though, dry, I gotta say, it's like a dry had 20 thing. minutes, right? Yeah, so it was a very, very specific time, very <laughs> wet. My bathtub also grosses me out, so I couldn't really get off in there to tell you the truth. It's, ah, well, you gotta clean, clean your bathtub. Probably. Yeah, yeah, you gotta clean that up. Um, I again, I, I liked how it started like that, and it had these like you I don't know, it, like it just it just like <laughs> spat in the face of of tropes or like motifs of these of these movies that are like I don't know, a little too safe or a little too predictable or something like when things like that happened in the movie I felt like oh cool like he's taking risks you know he's he's stepping out of bounds uh, in a cool way, which I, I dug. Yeah, he I was taking after Amazon Prime, right? Every one of their shows starts with like masturbation or sex now <laughs> in the oh. first like two minutes. <laughs> oh, so wow. I was like, oh, look, oh. it's like a Prime movie. <laughs> yeah, everything's along. porn now. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, people love it. Um, okay, so Michael Shannon, who played the the bad guy in the movie, the you know who finger who, man, f- finger man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a fish man and there's finger, finger man. There's a lot of <laughs> specific things in the movie. Um, so he's awesome. Obviously, I mean every. Everybody was awesome in the movie. I feel like mm-hmm. we can all admit that, yes. right? Yeah, the acting was like superb. Um, but this was a funny story. So he was in a Chicago bar called Old Old Town Ale House. Shout out to that bar if you're from mm-hmm. Chicago. I don't know. Um, and so he was there when the film won Best Picture at uh, the Academy Awards. He was like watching at the bar by himself, having a pint of beer, and the owner like posted a photo of it on Twitter. So you can go check that out. But I just thought that was like. I don't know, like in character, I guess. Like he's this brooding guy who's just by himself watching his film win an Academy Award for <laughs> yeah. Best Picture. So I thought that was great. And uh, and he is typically like the hero in those kinds of movies. And so that was another thing that they flipped around. You know, he's like the square jawed, all American. Like that's the guy who's gonna like save the day probably, and like usually free the monster. And in this film, he's like this really evil army, yeah, yeah. gross husband. Yeah, yeah. evil on so many yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. Just with gross. his family, he was gross. His uh, wife, he was gross. Right, exactly. Yeah. The whole time, he's the just this. Uh, yeah, he's, he's disgusting. So yeah, he's a full pig. Yeah, yeah. full pig. He went yeah. full pig. Yeah, he was full yeah. pig. He yeah, went he full did. pig he in this fish movie. Yeah, yeah, he did. I had no <laughs> sympathy for his fingers rotting on not, his hands. No, no, none, none. No, he needed to go. And yeah. as gross as it was, I also really dug those scenes with his fingers all oh, messed up. So just because it made me... Anything that can give me that like visceral reaction that's not just for... Because I did think it have a... Part to play in the movie, but if you're just gonna like, like gore for gore's sake, like in, in those horror movies, I'm not about it as much. But in this, I every time it happened, I was like, yeah, <laughs> give yeah, me yeah, more yeah. of that like messed up finger, dude. <laughs> you're sick. You got problems. I <laughs> yeah, think you're probably like, right. This is an issue. Um, okay, so so let's let's hop back now to the science because there's one huge question that we're all I'm sure <laughs> thinking of in this film when we're watching the film, and it is a problem for you, Christy. How big is the fish's dick? And I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You want to know about the reproduction of we, this? 
Yeah, we need to know about the fish dick. I think that's the main. Was that what you're gonna ask? Uh, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Like, what's it like, and how? Like, wh- I don't know. What were your thoughts about that whole like having sex with a human person as a fish yes. creature? All and that, where was it? Where was where it hiding? Was Why it? was it not there when he was standing up? Yeah. Did it make sense scientifically? Is there balls? There's a lot of questions okay. here. <laughs> Color, I don't know shape, which question texture. to address first. Okay. Sketch it out for <laughs> yes. us. Okay. <laughs> He comes out of the bathtub. He looks like yes. there is absolutely nothing there. Yes. Kendall. Mm-hmm. Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. He did look like Kendall, a Kendall. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Very smooth. Very smooth. <laughs> Very smooth. Yeah. It, yeah. There was a reason he had to have all those abs was to distract from the smoothness yeah. mm. down there. Um, so he comes out and I was like, well, okay, this is interesting. And, you know, she goes to have, she has, she copulates with him, right? And then she's describing to Delilah, her friend, the other housekeeping staff, um, that it's like a pocket. It, it opens and it comes, comes out. out. Yes. Okay. That's, that's what we need to know about. This is what we need yeah. to know. Okay. You're really excited. I'm really excited. Right now. I've changed my whole body language. I'm fully facing you right Steph now. Steph is very, dancing right now. She's very excited. <laughs> We're going to have to get her, like, a doll of this guy. I might need this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I like it now. I don't know. 3D they print. probably sell that online print. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's a blow-up doll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, so... I mean, kind of weird, but I kind of like I'm it. I'm not going to say it's it didn't okay. come up in my research. I wasn't going to mention anything, but it's out there. I didn't okay. look up. I just assumed. Okay, you're so right. So, I study internally fertilizing fishes. So... Most fish reproduce externally, so maybe you're more comfortable with this, where they just release the eggs and the sperm into the environment. (laughs) No, I love you. Just didn't like the two. Um, So a lot of fish that have copulatory structures, and we can call those by a bunch of different names: genital papilla. Um, In humans and other mammals, we call it a penis. Um, In other fishes, they have structures called flask organs or gonopodia. So there's a lot of different names that we can call these copulatory structures. If you think about it, and I think probably the best way is not directly associated with our creature in the movie, but if you think of a whale, a whale is a mammal. So it has testicles, if you want to use the terminology, balls. Okay. Oh, we can use testicles. You, I, I'm an adult. Okay, you're okay with that. I prefer balls. Whale has balls. Yeah, I mean, a whale it has balls. funnier having balls. Basically, I just didn't know that. all that is is the testes. Okay. Okay, and so if you think about a large whale, think about maybe the size that copulatory structure penis might be. and oh the. The there testicles are, are going to be large as They're well. Pictures. Okay, Whoa. so are they on the out? Is this on the but outside? No, because oh, here's okay, the problem. Okay, Think okay. of a big whale or even a dolphin. Hmm. It's going to be a problem to have those hanging out in the environment, hmm. right? There's predators in the ocean. That's a nice, quick, easy meal. So they want to keep those inside. <laughs> okay, nice, I didn't meal. know that was the. Oh my God! What? what? Misty is showing is us a picture, a picture of a... Is that a dolphin or a whale That dick? is a whale That's a penis. a whale penis. I what? hate that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> wow. That looks... Not what I was expecting. No, it looks Very like there, it was something a removed tentacle. from it. Yeah, it, it looks like look a normal. huge octopus tentacle <laughs> sticking out of water. And I didn't think it would be flesh colored. I thought it would be whale colored. 
Yeah, it looks it, well, it's much pink. more pink. Yeah. It's, like it's a, pink. like a dog, right? When you see there's a, dog. a lot of blood vessels there, which gives it that nice pink color. That nice <laughs> pink color. I like. I'm not into <laughs> the pinkest dicks. Now we know what your husband. Yeah, that was a good call. These structures are all kept internal. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, Where they belong, by the way. Yeah, I think that. Nobody I don't think any woman whale would fuck that whales. if I saw that. If yeah. I was a female whale and I saw that, I'd be like, no, thank you, Sarah. No. Please put that away. Keep the lights off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to find the deepest, darkest coral reef so I can't see anything. Oh, that's too funny. So they keep them internal. Okay. So ha- the fact that he had internal genitalia and testicles didn't bother me at so all. It made sense. Okay. It makes sense. Okay. Um, so well, even some of your fishes have them internally, right? That you yeah. Like. So I study surf perches right now, which is a local fish off of our coast, and they have a genital papilla. And in some of the species, it had never been described, and that's because it's very small, and some of them are inside these little pockets. Mm. So keep your business nice and protected until you're actually ready to bring it out and do your business. I have a question about male. So for most fish. Would you say it's proportionate their genitals <laughs> to the size of their fish body, or question. is it like it depends on how they copulate? So if mm. you think of something like a shark, they have paired claspers, and they're pretty good size because the male has to bite onto the female's pectoral fin, and he has two, so that regardless of which side he's on, he's he can penises? insert one yeah. or the other. Two. Yeah, good. This is also a somewhat Christ. common phenomenon, right? There's like yes. several species that have double two. dicks. They have two. Yeah, yeah because double that makes 2000. it convenient. <laughs> Had to say it. Regardless of what side of the female you're on, you're able to insert for copulation. Mm-hmm. Oh. Does she so, have two vaginas or she's one? The female she only has, has two one. uteri. Yeah. Okay. So Whoa. she can have babies. In, but she just two, has one, one opening. Okay, okay. Yeah, one genital opening that goes into her reproductive okay, okay. tract. And they, you said they bite on the fin? Like yeah, the for... sharks do to hold on to the females. Oh, okay. So that, that sounds sense. romantic. Get yeah. the hell over yeah. here. <laughs> and then just so they can either have two down. or they can have one. And my guess is based on uh, Eliza's conversation with Delilah, he probably only has one. Right. More I, of a bony mm-hmm. fish than a shark. I think mm-hmm. so. Probably more of a... Now, would you think from your expertise that what came out of the fish man was the same color as that whale dick we just saw, like a flesh color (laughs) situation? Yes, I would have to say. Oh, so it looks almost more human, kind of? Well, it would definitely be more of that pinkish color because if for this animal, I think that it's probably more like something like our lizards. So a lizard has what's called a hemipene and they either can have two they have they can there's species that have paired hemipenes inside or they can have one which is called a hemipenis mm. so they're oh. held inside oh, should we stop so they either have two or one they're held within the si- inside of the body and they're there until it's time to reproduce and then they evert that hemipene or hemipenis singular out when it's time to reproduce is what i thought is it probably is more like that so it opens up the pocket and there's some kind of a hemipenis that comes out and with the hemipenis it's erectile tissue so very similar to the human so this Mm -hmm. is what i imagined it to be the question i had with this creature if it was like these hemipenes and hemipenises of our lizards and snakes 
There's a few snakes, like there's a cobra that has a smooth hemipene, but for the most part, they have spikes Whoa. and hooks. So nice. this hooks. is hooks. what my question was <laughs> for her. sharks do too, with the hooks. Wow. Yeah. So lots of, and even your cat and your dog have hooks. So <laughs> the reason for the hooks is once the copulatory structure is inserted into the female's reproductive tract, it gets stuck. Whoa. And so this is a benefit for the male because it increases his reproductive success. As long as she is mating with him, she cannot mate with any other male. So, Like at that time? At that particular time. Okay, so sure. how long does it stay in there for? It depends on the species. Sometimes minutes, sometimes hours. Hours? Wow. I'd call the police at that point. <laughs> yeah, it seems shark like police. It's a, it's a bit long. So I was not surprised when she described that it was a pocket that opened up and it came out. Mm-hmm. My question was, does it have spikes? Does it have hooks? How long did this copulation last? And was she using a condom? Right. That's well, <laughs> she would There's I don't no think she, she would need no. to. Okay, oh. so Reproductive. I feel like that's yeah, the so ideal time to use a condom when you're yes. having well, sex with a fish man. You don't think, I doubt he's ever been tested in his life. Exactly. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but there's this thing called reproductive isolation. Mm-hmm. And so this is probably the biggest issue that I had with the movie is you don't see species mating with other species. This is the whole definition of a species, right? Usually. Uh, yeah, usually. Generally. Oh, yeah, so speaking in general. So we have what's called reproductive isolation. So you might have animals that could copulate, but they're isolated by geographical distance. So they're never going to come into contact with one another. Mm -hmm. Or they can be separated by temporally, which means in time. So maybe Mm -hmm. the related species, one breeds during the daytime, one's mating at nighttime. They're not really going to come together very often. Um, You can have courtships. So a lot of animals do courtship behaviors. So sometimes they do a dance or a display that may or may not be attractive to the other species, that would isolate them. Right. Um, you can have mechanical isolation, which is kind of goes on this lock and key theory that we have in reproductive biology, where the genitalia must fit. So if the genitals don't fit together, there's not going to be any active copulation. Mm-hmm. So that was a big question for me. Yeah. But kind of getting back to you, like, should she have worn a condom? The chances of his sperm fertilizing any of her eggs are highly unlikely. Okay, that's, yeah, that was so, yeah. you know, there's the safety precautions, but is he really going to impregnate her? Probably not. But she then becomes kind of a fish creature towards she the end. She does. Yes. So voice. maybe he can do something to change that, right? Yeah. So you, if you, you can have animals, like Misty said, that do copulate and they can produce an offspring. So what I just described to you are the prezygotic. So before mm. the egg becomes fertilized are mechanisms from preventing species from mating. But post-copulation and post-zygotically, so let's say that that sperm actually did fertilize the egg. There's are mechanisms to prevent this as well. Sometimes the chromosome sets don't match up, so it's not going to be a viable offspring, and it will die before it ever is born or ever really comes 
to fruition. Um, then you can have situations where maybe it does, it, maybe the offspring is born, but it could be unhealthy because of the chromosomes not matching up. Um, maybe it dies early on in its lifetime. And then you could have something like the mule that Misty mentioned, which is our combination of a horse and a mule donkey to make our donkey to make our, our mule or our burrow. Oh. And this mm. is a situation where you do have a viable offspring. However, it, it is infertile. And the reason it's infertile is, again, because those chromosomes, because the chromosomes from mom and dad are different and they don't match up, when the gametes, the egg or the sperm, go to divide, those chromosomes cannot divide evenly. So they're not, they're infertile. They're not able to so undergo re- that meiotic division. They can't make their own babies. Oh. Can't make their own babies. Oh my God. So like lions and tigers can do that and you can get a liger. Yeah. Which is like the best because of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Like that's a real thing, but wow. it just can't make another baby. But a liger, there's uh, a dolphin, which is like a whale and a dolphin. The family cannot Ligers continue. Yeah. Sad and alone. Yeah. Oh the ligers. Right? Oh, ligers. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. I won't be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. So, okay. So then, because I skinny dipped several times and I always got scared it'll get somewhere this is I'm just bragging I skinny dipped um, I always got scared that a f- egg could swim up my vagina <laughs> is this a crazy thought because well, someone said there's a lot of like, eggs in the ocean too and I, I don't, I don't want to say swimming. anybody's crazy eggs, but, eggs don't like, swim but so like I just figured if something could float up there or got in get, there. get in there should yes. she keep skinny um, dipping Yes. Can it? Uh, is she at risk? Have She's you ever not tested? Really with? at risk. Okay. Good. Okay. Not really I mean, or at all. From eggs. From eggs. Not no, from sperm. parasites. Sperm. There are sperm. parasites. That will, yeah, you don't want to, like, you know, you can yeah. get parasitic things getting Parasites up there, which is get not an egg. Yeah, let me ask what? you this. Where, the, where, where are you skinny dipping? No, yeah, at a, at a lake, at, like a, at a Ooh, lake in Canada. It's fresh, it's clean. There could be parasites. Yeah, yeah that sounds Oh, my bad. God. Did you get it checked out, probably? No. If you want, I'll leave the room and you guys can <laughs> test her, whatever you do with fish. So have you never tested a human and fish stuff? together totally unethical no wouldn't, wouldn't be able not. to get okay. that past protocol no. but Whoa. i mean that's kind of the idea between like apes and and humans are an ape right and so that idea of like could you put a chimpanzee with a human which are the close related um you could try it probably wouldn't work and if it did work you would be you know put in jail for for not yeah i can't ethics. see a woman so wanting to we can't you know <laughs> give birth to hey, that like some girls uh, who knows girls might. i mean but they are like there is some talk about doing that with like woolly mammoths and trying to bring back mammoths by by splicing their eggs with um like uh is it the asiatic elf- elephant or the african i think it's the asiatic mm. elephant because they're close related and like see if you can make a mammoth again and so oh. that doesn't pass ethics committees in in us I hear word that Russia is doing it. I don't know if that's 100% true. Just to try and but, bring back a species or for... Yeah, to, mm. to see like what is a woolly mammoth all about since they've been gone for so long. You know, yeah, sure. I'd love to see years, a woolly so. mammoth. It sounds great. I feel like yeah. they'd be very confused. Like, wait a second. It'd be so We've lonely. We've been gone for so long. Yeah. They actually do do that with fish. Oh. Um, so there is an endangered salmon that migrates to Idaho and... It's critically endangered because of the damming. So salmon, um, if you don't know, they spawn externally. So they release eggs and sperm into their environment in fresh water. And then the 
babies, when they hatch, they swim down the fresh water. They physiologically adapt to seawater. Um, they'll be at seawater and grow until they're reproductively ready. And then they'll go back to their home lakes or streams to spawn again, and then they die. So there is an endangered salmon in Idaho and there's a research group that has been able to successfully implant the eggs and sperm of that endangered fish into other fish. So they can get the ovary to produce the eggs and they can get the testes of a different species to produce the sperm. Then oh. they can mix those. They usually do it in an aquaculture environment and they're uh -huh. trying to save the species this way. Wow. So it's That's like a cool. host yeah. and, and it has salmon. to be closely related. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Salmon, they're lox, uh, et cetera. You so that's great like, news. You're just yeah. like looking at the fish and you just love I haven't seen one recently, but I'm sure I would love <laughs> them. Looking at it and thinking breakfast. And you're thinking, oh, those eyes are beautiful. I love this. <laughs> that would be good with cream cheese. <laughs> um, you mentioned, I had a note on, uh, I think something, uh, broadcast spawning. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, with, okay. broadcast spawning is external spawning, wherein generally is what happens all of the conspecifics, so all the individuals of the species, they come together in a given area and they release the eggs and sperm at the same time. And they'll release millions and millions of them. And once they're released from the individual, fertilization and the offspring are kind of on their own. So it will, you know, fertilization will occur and there's millions and millions of eggs and sperm that are released and that's to accommodate for predation or the lack of fertilization and then the offspring are obviously have no parental care. Wow. And that is also fairly common, right? For That is fish? more common than internal fertilization. Oh, wow. Crazy. And so, yeah, they just, they raise themselves. They figure out life on their mm -hmm. own. Yep. Hmm. With friends? I thought fish were dumb. Sometimes. Sometimes they I mean, have, they, like, sometimes they can go into small groups or... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. I, yeah. At least they have some yeah, little community. Yeah, you feel like it'll be like a little liger fish swimming like, around all alone. Yeah. yeah, usually they're kind of floating at the top of the water column, okay. you know, with other plankton. So there's yeah. all kinds of things mixed in. And so they have... It's not easy living, right? Because right. things will pick them off and eat them. And so there are yeah. other fishes that eat plankton and so they'll get eaten so yeah. very few like you're releasing millions of eggs and sperm but only a few survive and so it's kind of like mom just doesn't care right if, if mm -hmm. like one or two survive then woo success right, right? right. Mm -hmm. versus if you have internal fertilization you're really like putting all your energy into making that baby survive so you'll have much fewer gotcha. um offspring i feel like i'd be way more than having a baby if I could do this external thing. Just have it sitting up there and just look at it every now and then. Like, you don't even necessarily have to take care of it. Well, I mean, I w well, that just sounds awful. But I, I don't want this anymore. So well, but to fish. But to fish, yeah. Enough. And in the fish environment, most of the time when we do see parental care, it's by the male anyway. So well, 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 the dads are stepping up. Yeah, uh, finally. In the Those fish world, fish. they do. Finally, males doing something. Um, okay, so I want to, I have, I was writing down more uh, fish fuck questions, uh, but that's the most scientific way I think yeah. that's uh, how mm -hmm. you say it. Um, but before we get to that, I just had a couple things that came up that don't have to do with that, and then we'll hop back if that's okay. Absolutely. So I wanted to talk about bioluminescence, biofluorescence, uh, if you guys know about it, maybe yep. you can school us. I don't know anything about it but I I was watching the film and he was kind of like lighting up yeah, glow yeah. in the dark that was style. the bioluminescence not biofluorescence okay yeah. explain to me slash everyone the difference okay and what they are so do you want to do it you want me Okay. If you can. Uh, so yeah. for bio, bioluminescence basically means that they have an internal sort of structure that will then light up so if you think about like a deep sea 
um, animal that lives in the dark. A lot of times they'll have little cells around their body that will um, light up, and usually it's for communication. Um, it tends to be red. Sometimes it's blue, like what our sea creature was, was kind of a blue color. And see, he had kind of a pattern all over his body, so he reminded me a lot of a fish called a midshipman, which kind of looks like it, it kind of looks like a toad, but it's actually a fish. Oh. Um, and it you know can can light up and um, depending on what they use it for, there, there's lots of different reasons to have bio um, luminescence. Okay. Biofluorescence means that you um, sort of fluoresce under certain lights. And so like for example, they have shown that even sharks have biofluorescence where if you if you put them under sort of fluorescent light, they kind of light up like green color Whoa. or um, oranges and things. And so um, if I remember correctly with that, they think that they they actually see at a different wavelength, and so they're able to see, like, they're... So when we use the term conspecific, it means the same species. Okay. Um, so, like, you know, a shark that biofluoresces can see another shark that's biofluorescing, but other fish wouldn't be able to see it, Whoa. right? And so, so if you are... Whoa in danger of being eaten, but you want to find a mate, right? Mm-hmm. You you potentially can see at a different wavelength that would allow you to to see. So sharks are kind of seeing each other glow in the dark yeah. while we just see sharks and yes. fish and whatever. Yeah. That's incredible. Like I'm, they need anything else. Sharks already have <laughs> enough, yeah, I think, ruling. going on. Right? Well, if you think on. they're in a water environment, it might be difficult to see each other, especially if it's turbid. So that's a way that they can cue on mm-hmm. to a visual cue and know that that's that's the one individual I want to go seek out. Yeah. Right. Okay. And there was a something, uh, uh, GFP, green fluorescent protein, that was discovered, which is like mm-hmm. a big deal. They can this like... It's a big deal. Okay. So that is that is the protein. Like, I get all psyched about this, right? Great. Because yeah. um, <laughs> so where I did my PhD at, at University of Washington, I did it on a field station, and we had a structure, like the protein structure of GFP, because oh. it was such a big deal. Because we didn't know how these animals were actually lighting up and like what it was that yeah. did it. GFP is is the protein that allowed it to light up. So, like, we get really stoked about it from, like, UW gets stoked about it because I think it actually happened from a researcher that was there. Oh, okay. Shout Um, out. UW. Yeah, right? (laughs) GFP. Chrissy also went to UW, so we're, we're like, really weird with Christy and UW and fish. (laughs) Great. What's the football team there? Huskies. 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 Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I was really to... hoping it was going to be like a, a dolphin or something. No. Or something, something fishy. <laughs> they have you a fishery think. school, but that's not really what drives football up uh, there. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, let's pause for one second. Uh, speaking of, of uh, uh, I want to say logos, that's not the right term, like uh, mascots of uh-huh. uh, colleges, which I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. On your uh, latest comedy album, you said that you got like blackout drunk in Vegas and got a longhorn tattoo. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay. Why you didn't go to that school? No, I didn't at all. It was uh, it was on a piece of paper. You could pick whatever um, ten dollar tattoo you wanted, and that so just... at the time was what I thought would look the best. Can we body. ask where it is? Yeah, I can. See, I can. Somebody is on the back of my leg. I'll okay. show you. I, so it was just a... on the back. Like, yeah. just like okay, a little... So I'm also a biomechanist, which means like I'm into animal performance, and like. That's awesome. It's just the head. It's a small little head. It was, you know, it was ten bucks. Uh, what am I gonna say? No, it was. It a ten dollar tattoo sounds bad for many reasons. It does, and I also didn't check if it was a clean needle. I'm sure I'm fine. Um, it'll be. It's all fine. It's all fine. But it was just an aesthetic choice. It was an aesthetic choice that I thought looked cool in that part of my leg okay. at that minute when I was seven beers deep in Las Vegas <laughs> at noon. Great. What um, beers? A lot. Yeah. What beers were you drinking? Uh, Blue Moon. It was like oh, a happy hour special. Moon. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Oh, that's was great. Good. Yeah. Um, okay, just needed. <laughs> to, I was very curious about that. Um, so 
this GFP, why is it so important? What what can we do? Like, what what is that uh, like advanced research wise? So a lot of research with lights, like you know, living lights. And so if you think of, I mean, and there, this is clearly not the only reason, right? Because okay. from the medical standpoint, they're also interested in it. But like, okay. um, like if you want to work on, let's say, a tissue or something, and you want to see what's happening with the cellular process, right? Mm -hmm. You can't normally see that, but you can light things up. Ooh. And then when you're under the scope, you can see how things are working with that protein. Okay. Um, so there's lots of different reasons. I mean, you might want to have, um, let's say, a flashlight that is a living flashlight maybe at some point Whoa. and doesn't require batteries or electricity, right? There's that, that idea that like this, this protein could potentially be used for that. So right? we didn't have anything like that before, something that just lights up on its own that because I've, I've just never heard of you know I, I was again doing very minimal research as per usual I mean, that, that hasn't really come <laughs> to fruition yet with okay. the with the like flashlight but that's kind of the idea right, right. and so um, you know having things be lit up uh, with biological um, proteins and things and saving on electricity right because we're always sure. trying to get to that next step of of you know moving beyond electrical yeah, yeah. energy and so that that protein in particular is kind of exciting from that okay. you know, standpoint but definitely from the medical field Christy might be able yeah. to um, jump in on that one too yeah I was trying to think I know that there was some research at UCLA um, and I don't recall the researchers name but um, a couple of years ago it came out that they were injecting patients or they were trying to inject them with one of these markers this bioluminescence so it's a marker and you can attach different things to it and the idea was that it would attach to this brain cancer so uh, into a brain tumor so let's say that you could use this medically like this you put a marker on it and say okay inject this intravenously and then it will attach to any tumor cell so any cell that's not undergoing a normal cell division then is what they could do with the patient let's say they want to go in and remove that tumor under certain light they could actually see the tumor and know that they're getting all of oh, the wow. cells so you would that's target insane. specifically those ones that are lighting up and you would know that you got all of the tumor because right now when you go in you're just taking a guess when you're removing right, yeah. that tumor tissue and you don't know and if there's any left behind then the cancer is still going to yeah. be there and it could metastasize and spread so this would be a way of just isolating that and science is cool yeah what are I we mean, doing so fascinating well we're schmucks yeah but, i know uh, damn it we're, it's so fascinating <laughs> that we that we had to learn that from fish or like we had to get that protein from them that we couldn't I don't know, have that ability ourselves. Is I mean, like, there are definitely yeah. other things that light up beyond fish. So <laughs> yeah. like, right, it's right. like All there's over a lot of nature. plankton that do yeah. as well. So sometimes you'll go out to like, well, for, for us, because we're in Orange County, we go to Huntington Beach, but I don't know, whatever you're close to Santa Monica Santa Beach Monica. or something. Yeah. You know, sometimes um, in the spring, the waves will come in and they kind of like glow blue. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No. And sometimes people are like, oh my God, the power plant. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's just it's just plankton. And so every wow. time the wave crashes, it, it when you irritate the plankton, they light up. So like when I was a grad student, we used to row across town to go to the bars uh -huh. and we would get those um, in the summer. And so every time we rowed, you could see where you rowed because the, the plankton would get annoyed by your 
by your what's the, why do they glow when they're irritated Does is that, that gfp right? no i and mean so, why is there like a survival reason that they do it so or different question different animals use it for different things so okay. in this situation it could be a warning so you can use that coloration as a warning device like oh i'm here um, watch i'm out. here maybe i have big teeth maybe i taste bad so mm. i'm going to warn you ahead of time okay. and a lot of animals do this they have bright coloration and these can use this bioluminescence to just warn off predators uh, I wish they I could, had this so bad, by I the know, way. I know, it sounds right? sick. You just have walk around. Do you have coming around you? I just I mean, have mace yeah. on my keychain. I guess that kind of works. <laughs> I just yeah. think about it from like a live show perspective. Like, how cool would that oh, be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm thinking about creeps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that would also help. Be like, I don't want to mess with her. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of those dinoflagellates <laughs> that do that are toxic. They have a toxin yeah, within toxic. them, so it could be a warning. Mm-hmm. But the animals use it for communication, like Misty was saying, for conspecific, just like us communicating non-verbally. Yeah. Um, and then other animals use it for reproductive Mm -hmm. purposes as well like I'm ready to mate. Is there anybody else who's also in this status? Oh. And actually, some predators use it as well to get other fishes and things to come in. Mm-hmm. And so they'll like, like dangle it, like, look, it's a pretty light. You know, if you've ever gone out to the ocean and put a light in the water, all the fish will come up to it. And wow. so, That's I mean, a good just move, another yeah. trap them. Like, attraction. Come yeah. here. Never I'm taking pretty. a light to the ocean. I don't want to see that. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds scary. That scares me. Do you, yeah, naked, apparently. I have a question for both <laughs> yeah. of you guys. Do you guys eat fish? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought maybe it was, I don't know. I thought it was a good thing. Maybe you're like, oh, we or don't. don't My personal philosophy is if you study it and you don't want to eat it, something's maybe wrong. Okay. I mean, but then again, I don't study like cute and fuzzy. So, so I mean, it's like fish or fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. I just know you had like a real like love for fish. I don't love seafood a lot, but I I like salmon. There's a few fish that I like, but I'm not a big shellfish person and. What's I just favorite? eat everything. Oh, okay. Just, What's yeah. your favorite seafood then? She loves Ooh, salmon. I love salmon. Favorite yeah. seafood for me? I don't know. I really like sushi. So I'm kind of like the black cod. I like black cod. Mm. Um, albacore. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Cool. Like, Steph? I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, I really like calamari. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Mark Almari, get out of here. Yes. Every time I see somebody, like when I'm walking, I could be just walking around here and I see like people sitting outside eating fried calamari. I'm just like, oof, I, I want that so bad. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah. I could have just one. eaten and I will. Yeah. <laughs> so I have I a grad that. student coming in that's going to be working on bite force and squids and he's going to go all the way up to a Humboldt squid, which is a six foot squid that's like mean and nasty and like. I, I'm bringing a grad student because I don't want to do it because I'm scared of him. Um, but he's going to do the bite force because basically when I was in, in Mexico, I used to see fishermen that would have big bites out of their arms, like chunks out of them. Whoa. And so we we're going to measure that. But so lots of calamari on its way. Oh, good. <laughs> Give us a call. Yeah, right? they're mean like, too. I'm really going to eat that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those ones hopefully. in particular are really mean. They'll eat each other. They'll eat like, oh. like everything. If you oh. fall in the water <gasps> when they're there, they'll like bite the heck out of you. People, uh, they crazy. die with them with like chain mail on them to protect them. Oh my God. I had no idea. I'm not swimming Ever. anymore. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Ever. Ever. Ever Jacuzzi's yeah. is where I yeah. Yeah, <laughs> max out. Um, I have honestly, guys, so many questions. We could do another three podcasts for sure. Um, but I had a couple other, I mean, I know we, we, we talked about it already, but I guess we can go back for a second. The hooks and the, uh, what was the other thing? Hooks they have, and spines. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like spikes. So I was curious if that hurts their their partner. Does that, like, Aww. besides hooking? It well, can. What a yeah. safe, nice man. No, it's this. true, but, yeah. like, that sounds so dangerous. It you doesn't know? just hurt their partner. It also can hurt them, right? So, like, with sharks. Them. Oh, yeah. So I, I have to show you. I tweeted about this not long ago about okay. um, shark 
claspers, which are the penises. Mm-hmm. And so claspers they look like so worse. unassuming because they look like they're just smooth. And then they get in there and they like do one of those. Whoa. Um, and it, it's got spines. And so um, for the female, that is not all awesome. But for the male, actually, when they, you know, a male shark is mated because they usually come out real bloody. Whoa. Oh. And so part of that, I think, is because the female actually has, um, so that outside of a shark is, is, totally covered by teeth. It's called dermal denticles, but they're basically, they're teeth. And right at her opening, which is called a cloaca, because it's both sort of the urinary and the the vagina and everything, it's all in one, um, it has teeth all around it. So when he's sliding in, she's got teeth that are are like grinding, right? So have you seen the movie With Teeth? I haven't seen it, I heard about it. Oh my God, it's about a woman who, like she has teeth right, in her vagina, inside, right. and then when yeah. the guys like mess with her, like a guy rapes her, she bites it off. Damn. Nice. I wish I had. So that. she's basically a shark. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, but then wow. why? What's the purpose of the female having teeth in there? Like, so to... it's not in. It's it's surrounding. Okay. Um. So. My short answer is we don't know. I have a student actually working Ooh, on that to mystery. see like why have those teeth. But I think yeah. what happens is it creates sort of a um, a friction to to help keep that that um, clasper inside. Oh, okay. So it's another way. You know, it has the spines and then you have the friction as yeah. well. And also to help her if she doesn't want to mate, right? Like yeah, yeah, get yeah, the hell yeah. out of here, buddy. It's not easy sure. to get that in if she's not allowing it to happen. I'm going to have teeth surgically implanted yeah. after this podcast. <laughs> that sounds like a and common procedure. She's dated. <laughs> I'll pay money. Um, this is going to be a tough one to uh, tell your partner about right yeah, beforehand. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you might notice uh, there's braces down there. Anyways, they weren't straight. Um, question, dolphins, what's, because I've heard, I don't know if there's a rumor, but sometimes people say they get raped by dolphins when they go in those like pools and stuff. What yeah. is there? Do they have like a... That's, that's real. That's yeah, real, that's right? That's real. what I thought. That was like awful little. That's what I thought. They're gross <laughs> yeah. perverts. Do they have a thing on theirs? And, and piggybacking on that, just an smooth. additional question. Is are is it true that dolphins are the only uh, mammal or fish that enjoys having... Like they have sex for fun? Probably not. Because yeah. dogs... I mean, you have, you've seen dogs. Yeah, they sure. Like, uh-huh. Seem like constantly. they love it. Yeah. We know that primates <laughs> enjoy. Okay. Um, and but no, those of, in particular... What's that? Bonobos in particular yeah. are like mm. they look like chimps, but they're the lovers, and chimps are the chimps are kind of the fighters. Mm. And so aren't bonobos they, like the yeah. super smart? Well, aren't well they like both they are, are super smart, but smart. they are more they um, reaffirm their social connections with sex, uh, and so bonobos uh, are like the lovers. Chimps will just like bite your head off. <laughs> oh, cute! So they use it for multiple. Bonobos things. call the next day. They're very sweet. Yeah, yeah. that is really sweet. <laughs> so what about that dolphin rape? Uh, yeah. Steph, Steph yeah, was talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, it does happen. Yeah. So, so what are their do the dolphins have the spike thing too? Or? No. Oh, they don't. Okay. Yeah, it's probably smooth, like the dol- like that whale that like we that saw. Whale. But That's... wait, I haven't heard about this. So you've never you... heard about this. No. I've heard because oh, yeah. people will joke about it, but I th- I've been more. I hate googling because if I can program, I do dolphins rape. Like what am I? So dolphins <laughs> get will actually like... sort of. Um, so dolphins run in kind of a pod, right? They have their family connection, and so when they come across another pod, dolphins are known to actually kidnap other dolphins from other pods, and then they. Well, I mean, rape is, is kind of, it's an anthropomorphic term, like oh, it's okay. a human term, right? Yeah. So, but they will force themselves on the other oh dolphin from the other pod and they'll, and they'll separate it from its family. So they basically kidnapped it to be part of its pod. Whoa. Um, so they're pretty, I mean, like when I look at it, I don't want to study dolphins because I'm no. like, I, I think of it in terms Pigs of humans. Of the sea. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Louis of the sea. <laughs> but like a lot of times when you have those dolphin encounters, they'll come up and they'll masturbate on you or they'll, you know, Whoa. come out. 
but they're not the only ones. I mean, sea turtles in, in mating season for sea turtles, um, it's well known when I go to my field site, like don't get in the water if you see a sea turtle during mating season because they'll latch on to actual <gasps> divers Whoa. because they have this scuba tank, right? And so they look like a turtle oh and they'll pull God. you down and they will they will actually penetrate divers. And so oh penetrate divers? God. What does that mean? Right. So, so this is like <gasps> not, it, it's well known in the diving community, but it's not like publicized because divers don't want to talk about it like i just yeah. had a doll or a, dolphin, a um sea turtle. a sea turtle yeah force itself on me and oh my god. and they are strong Terrible. and they, they can take a long time right oh so, my god yeah right that's <laughs> you're right. welcome i'm honestly yeah. never going to the water again like that was a joke before now it's real this is scarier than jaws what yeah, this um, actually is sure. and it actually is it more is. haunting than jaws what other animals i'm scared to ask this but what <laughs> other animals do this kind of thing? dolphins sea turtles now we have two predators are there others that need to be on this list well, i mean it, it what predator? A sexual predator? I, I mean? don't know. Or, because, I've... you know, sea turtles, I don't usually hear called predators. Most it people like them. It seems aggressive well, to me. That's yeah, all I'm saying. They are aggressive. Well, and so, so other, there are others that do it. But what's, I think, probably you want to know is that, you know, Oh, I'm going here. We call it like a boner, right? Okay. And so um, so some of the animals we're talking about actually have a bone in their penis. And Chrissy can talk about that, which is where this comes from, a boner, right? Humans don't. <laughs> We're one of the few animals that don't have it. So we just took and that so term from the fish. We, based, well, well, not, not from fish, fish, but from, from other mammals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it's called a baculum. baculum. And it, uh, it actually is a true bone. Um, okay. And it's inside, and then it's used. And there is a little bit of erectile tissue with animals that do have a baculum, but primarily they use that for the stiffness in order to insert it into the female's reproductive tract. So humans and... Mammals that do not have a baculum, they utilize the erectile tissue, which stiffens and hardens so that it can insert into the female's reproductive tract. Mm. So mm-hmm. your dog... Yeah, I'm taking that. notes. Your dog has a baculum. <laughs> yes. Those cute little squirrels running up the trees have a baculum, and they have an interesting one that looks like a spoon with some spikes on it. <laughs> oh, Again, why does every penis have spikes in nature? Because you want to hold on and, and ensure your copulation. Ugh, um, these cute so little things these, I like. So mm-hmm. the animals with a baculum, yes. they just, are they erect all the time? No. no. Bone so all the time? It's no. inside. They, they uh, hold the baculum uh, inside, okay. and it's have only the when they're ready to copulate that it then comes out. Okay. So maybe okay. our little creature has one of those okay. it could also yes. but because he was much more amphibian than he was he was more amphibian fish, i think yeah. like i i definitely i mean he I had mean, the he scales, was walking but, around yeah well there are fish that come out of the water and walk and walk and so, mm-hmm. like mud skippers they mention it in the movie even mud skippers that come out and they like fins yeah wow. sort of walk around and how do their thing how long can they be out of the water <laughs> oh a while like yeah. as long yeah. as they're in a humid environment oh my and their tissues God, stay moist nightmare. they can stay out for a long yeah. time yeah because they're breathing through their skin so some some fish can breathe through their skin wow. kind of like a frog would a frog breathes through its skin as well right oh. right um so yeah I, I don't know he wasn't quite fish full fish he wasn't quite full amphibian he's kind of in yeah. between because he had scales and yeah. he had the weird abs and i told christy i thought the abs were more like um there's this fish called a remora that sticks on it's called a shark sucker so it, it'll stick on other fish or whales or something with its head uh-huh. and i was like i wonder if that's a sticky organ so i kind of figured when he was embracing her he was like sticking onto her wow. <laughs> and keeping her there to like do his thing but God. that might have been wishful thinking 
with him. That this makes is sense. a lot. This is <laughs> it a is lot a lot. To take in. And uh, uh, never swimming with a dolphin for the rest of my life. <laughs> this is not a bad plan. But aren't those? I, that's why I feel that people should know about this yeah. because those. My sister went into one of those tanks in Cuba, or whatever. Yeah, she was and like, she said oh, the dolphin it's so cute, right? was no. She was like, it freaked her out, and she tried to get out. The guy's like, no, don't make any sudden moves because the dolphin yeah. like pounds. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I don't want to be in here right now because they apparently are like, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a real aggressive. Like, yes, I've very very common. Scientists also that it's just not like you shouldn't swim with dolphins that they don't enjoy it. Don't do that. that yeah. No. They really don't. No, we gotta stop doing like, that. We we just yeah. really force it upon and like right. I mean you could kind of put the plug for killer whales too like terrible life decision getting in the water with a killer whale. Yeah, I mean they there's a reason they have that reason. name killer whale <laughs> even if they're the fish eating kind right like I mean, lots of free Willy was with... a movie but that's just a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah leave it as a film. <laughs> um, okay I mean I had question I wrote down two peens. Because you were talking about animals that have double dicks. Yep. Uh, and so I was just like, why do they have that? Is it like just in case something happens to it? I don't know. Um, Is it the guy's fingers if one rocks off? If you off, lost one, yes. you have more. That could happen. You would still have one. But most of the time it's uh, for the convenience of mating. So with the sharks, they bite onto one of the pectoral fins on one of the sides. So let's say that you have your female, and let's say the male bites onto the left pectoral fin. It's closest for him to insert the right clasper. Ah, the clasper. Right? So if he mm-hmm. bites on the other side, let's say that he bites on the right pectoral fin of the female, he'll insert the left clasper. Mm-hmm. Thank God men don't have um, this. Yeah. And then men. we see hemipenes and lizards and snakes. So the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So think of a snake... In your mind, picture how they might copulate. And again, it could be more convenient to have two hemipenes so that wherever the female's reproductive opening is, he can conveniently use one or the other. They mm-hmm. typically. So it must be easy to have sex and just roll any position. There's very. They kind of ball roll. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. roll up. Yeah. But then yeah. try to find the hole when you're in a ball. Oof. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, Come on. Sometimes it's already hard when you're just lying right beside yeah, them. But they yeah, don't use both at the same time, as far as oh, I'm aware. I would, if they I mean, don't use both. If so, that's a lot of. Well, there are some sharks actually that do use animals. both. But that's very time. few. Yeah. yeah. Those are the real perverts. Those are the yeah. Ron Jeremy's of the sea. <laughs> uh, and Steph, if you're uh, in bed with a guy, would you rather he call his unit a clasper or a hemipene? Which one do I you think? I think I like clasper. It's kind like, of cuter. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like Casper, the ghost. Yeah, friendly think, ghost. Yeah, yeah. And that was Dan Sawa, who I had a crush on when I was younger, wow. so it all makes sense. Yep. It all comes together. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Um, okay, we're running low on time. Guys, I had so much stuff about, because they call it like a river god or something that's yeah. from the Amazon. Yeah. So I have all this like Amazon. Amazonian myth information, yeah. which you guys should look up because it's like really fascinating. They have like a bunch of like weird myths based on animals. Yeah. Um, the Buffeo, Colorado, which is a pink dolphin. Oh, you guys are nodding like That's you know him. about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I thought this was ridiculous. This is what I have. You tell me what what's up here. But it says that they're only found in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. They have unusual appearance and intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means. Maybe you can explain that to me. Uh, but yeah, they've <laughs> Buffeo, Colorado. Am I saying that right? I don't know I how to actually so. pronounce it. Oh, okay. So we'll it says go with it. it's yeah. a shapeshifter that uh, it turns into an attractive fisherman who uh, uses his charm to lure, <laughs> lure girls away and convince them to have sex with him. Okay. Anything? I don't like. Well, that. I mean, I've heard of pink dolphin, pink that? river yeah. dolphins. That's that's a thing. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Um, you know, can't really say that it's ever lured away, but that's kind of like a siren, right? For like yeah. the manatees right. do the same thing. Just the they folklore. Like call, you know. And okay. there's a lot of cultures that have a lot of folklore about different animals. 
Yeah, yeah. and animals with humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, some of these were nuts. They're like heads that wander on their own. It's like ghost stories and oh, stuff. Wow. So I, I uh, we don't have time, but everyone go look that up. It's fantastic, uh, really fun stuff. But uh, as we're wrapping up, do you guys have anything uh, you want to plug, talk about, uh, I don't know, some research coming out? Um, in my lab, we study surf perches. So like I said before, we study uh basically the genitals of a local surf perch species. And in our lab, one of the things we've discovered is that all of the surf perches have this genital papilla, which would be the equivalent of the fish's penis. And prior to our lab group studying this, there was only a few that had been described as having this genital papilla. And the other thing these animals have is called a flask organ, which is a paired structure on the anal fin. And in the literature, it wasn't sure whether they use this genital papilla or the flask organs. And as what we've done is uh, dissect out the testes and connected it to the papilla and have determined that in the surf perches, we believe that all of them use a genital papilla, even if they have these secondary reproductive structures, that's where the sperm is coming from. So that will be being published by one of my graduate students, Evelyn Bond, coming up in the next year or so. So that's that's what's exciting in our lab. Yeah, look out for that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, and do you uh, like teach a class or run a? Yeah. Some people can. Um, so I'm a professor. I'm a, an associate professor at Cal State Fullerton. So I okay. teach our physiology courses there. So Great. I teach uh, mammalian or human physiology for a lot of our health science oriented students. Um, I teach a comparative animal physiology for students interested in physiology and a comparative aspect um, and reproductive biology and if you're really really interested in this internal fertilization I'm actually developing a museum exhibit that will be on display in our museum at Cal State Fullerton in the Pollock Library next April through June it's called Uh the science of internal fertilization and we're going to take all different animals that reproduce internally and put them on exhibit so if you want to learn more about penises and internal fertilization come and visit my campus next spring I will we shall yeah I'll put a (laughs) reminder for uh, Steph and I to go check that out yeah let me know when you come down I'll give you a personal tour oh the old personal dick tour that's yeah Yeah. personal peen oh and we have I've collected so far about 30 backyards to put on display those wow. penis bones. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'll be there for sure. Yeah, got to check out those baculums. <laughs> yeah. uh, Misty Picture and... Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're biomechanics lab. We always have things coming out. So right now we're finishing up work with piranhas and how how these little tiny fishes in the in the Amazon actually can survive piranha bites. Like, not just one or two, but like 12 or 13 bites and yeah. totally be fine. So wow. my lab does a lot of bio-inspiration. We're going to be making new um, bio-inspired designs from that thing. So... Um, all things biting and, you know, with the squids. And I have more students that are coming in to do tooth performance in sharks. And Great. gosh, yeah, walruses. We're going to start on walruses. Ooh. So lots wow. of cool things I coming up. I love walruses. Yeah, walrus have uh, the largest baculum. Now. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not proportionate. About 26 inches long. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my. What? Those poor walrus women. Yeah. It's or a club. Fortunate. It's a used club. It's a club. Jesus. Oh my lord. How that is we... not what I'm studying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm about to start studying. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I hope it's not pink and uh, fleshy. It, no, I just have the bone. Oh. Okay, that Goodness. sounds good. Just Gracious. looks like a bone. Okay. Um, and uh, of course, Steph. <laughs> I uh, mean, nothing like this. <laughs> I have a dick pics in my phone if anybody wants to see them. Uh, sure, or yeah. a number of them. I don't know. Buy my album. That's yeah. yeah. I'll say that it's on iTunes. It's I'm not Spotify. well. I'm yeah. Yeah. It's called I'm not well. Great yeah. album. You can get mm-hmm. it anywhere. Yeah. 
and they should t- come see you. I'm come sure you're doing me. shows. I'm at Steph Tolev on everything, Instagram, uh, great. whatever. Okay, fantastic. Guys, so much fun. Thank yeah, you for thank being you. here. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Could have gone on forever, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might not have touched much on the movie, huh? No, no. So Honestly, totally fine. I think we all love the film, and that's great, but this was incredibly fascinating. So mm-hmm. I uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, I don't know. I hope that some other like similar film comes out, because I really have so much. I have stuff about like toxic waste, radiation, mutant fish to talk about, and uh, anyways, we'll get to it maybe on a sequel episode. <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, thank you, and I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are EJ Gullett and Kate Baker, and the executive peen deucer is Brett Kushner. You can follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show or write us an email at badscience at seeker.com. Obviously, leave us a review on iTunes. That would be the really, really kind thing to do. It helps other people hear about the show. I would really appreciate it. So leave that iTunes review, and I'll see you next week where we will be talking about B-Movie. Be there, I'm sorry. Bye. Bye.